Lights that spark fire nation, JLD here. And today we're going to be talking about social distance marketing, how to thrive in a crazy world of self isolation. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought Chala Dinkoy on the mic. She's the CEO of Repositioning Expert. She's also a marketing strategist who helps B2B service providers reposition their message to successfully sell to corporations. And today we're going to talk about the biggest mistake that's paralyzing small businesses after the pandemic, the best way to stand out, how to tell if a business has a good niche. And guess what? I even get my pitch polished, which is pretty fun, and so much more Fire Nation, as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, this episode is brought to you in part by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com slash fire to create your free account. Chala, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, Fire Nation, it's Chala, and I used to sell cemetery property as a teenager. <laughs> that is a surprise. How, do, how does that work in supply and demand market? Oh my God. First of all, it was all phone. So I used to be a telemarketer for a category like that. When my clients tell me they're afraid to call, I tell them I used to be a teenager and I sold cemetery property. <laughs> like imagine doing that. Oh, uh, just be like, um, when you die, do you want a view of the road or a view of the river? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody has to go was our line. Oh, yeah. I like it. That's a tagline right there. Well, I wasn't. I just made that up, but it's, it was oh. true. <laughs> well, Fire Nation, as I shared in the introduction, today we're going to be talking about social distance marketing and how you can thrive in the crazy world of self-isolation and... A lot of us have been self-isolating for a really long time now. In fact, Kate, for the very first time in weeks, just finally ventured out with a mask on, I will say, oh. to go to Costco just to get the bare necessities and to stock back up as, you know... They were doing the right thing over there, by the way. They were only letting, you know, limited people in so you could really keep your distance and all that jazz. And she came back and, you know, we wiped everything down, you know, together. And then we put it all away. It was like a whole thing. We're like, what world are we living in right now? So it was just one of those things. But, you know, Chala, I wanted to bring you on because let's just be honest. There's a lot of mistakes that is frankly paralyzing small businesses and they're making them right now. So let's break it down. What are some of the biggest mistakes that's paralyzing small businesses in today's new world? The first part of it that I'm seeing is not pivoting to new market needs. And the way that a lot of um, business analysts and I've been like, going nuts listening to anybody and everybody who's talking about this right now because I'm a business owner, I help businesses and I want to know how I can help myself and them and how they've broken it down is the first like 14 days is going to be crisis management, like put the oxygen mask on, right? Because um, people are just like in just trying to react. And then the next little bit will be survival. Yeah, They're really going to try to figure out well, how am I going to survive? And then the next part is going to be recovery. How do we get back to where we were and then growth and then vision? So I've been telling my clients who are selling anything related to growth and vision that people can't even hear them, yeah. 
right now. So that's the biggest mistake that I see that's paralyzing small businesses right now is that they're not pivoting to the new market needs and they're in resistance. Um, you know, you've heard of fight or flight, <laughs> you know, people, when I used to go on the, uh, I used to live near a beach and I used to go rollerblading every day on the path. And I, some people are like walking on the path that I'm, and I wasn't very good at stopping. So <laughs> I would be like screaming at them and saying, get out of the way, get out of the way. And some people, most people would freeze, believe it or not. Of course, I would, you know, collide into them and it wasn't pretty. But that's what people are doing right now. Some are in that freezing mode and others are resisting while they're in that freezing mode, packaging their wisdom to sell online, which is the brilliance of what you're doing. And that's so key, Fire Nation, to realize that, you know, there's like this hierarchy of needs that we all have. I mean, when you can't yeah. breathe, there's literally nothing else that matters. Like I could just be like, hey, here's a million dollars handing it to you and you yeah. could literally care less about that. Where, you know, a minute before when you could breathe fine, like that million dollars you would have like, you know, you know, dove across a room for because that's a lot of money, yeah. of course. But when you can't breathe, that's the only thing that matters. And then once you can breathe, it's like, okay, now I got to eat. And then it's like, okay, now I got to shelter. And so like, you got to realize that this process that we're in right now, like we're way, way back, you know, you know, towards that earlier part of that hierarchy of needs right now where we're like in survival yeah. mode right now. You know, we're not even quite getting to that recovery mode yet. So, I mean, we need to be focusing on delivering what people need, just like Chal is sharing. So what is going to be the hardest thing for small businesses, you know, who do have to go online that, you know, frankly, maybe haven't really been that big of a presence online up to this point? Yeah, well, you know, John, you know what I did this morning? You're no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say. So I Googled this because I knew I was coming on your show. I, I Googled free education coronavirus. Oh. Do you know how many results I got? Well, knowing Google, you probably got like a Googleplex <laughs> amount, which is like a couple billion. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, so, you know, compared to that. Let me just say, and you probably have noticed this being in your space, is that the number one problem, the hardest thing in business already was standing out yeah. amongst other small businesses. Now it's standing out amongst the millions of free and cheap offers in what I see is a reduced spend pool. So that's the biggest problem. And that's going to be the hardest thing for businesses to do. And that reduced spend pool comment is so key to realize, Fire Nation, because what happens when things kind of get a little crazy? What happens when people get a little scared, when things are new and different and, and a little weird? You know, you kind of hang on to, the, to that wallet a little bit tighter. You know, you kind of clutch that purse yeah. a little closer to the chest because guess what? I mean, you don't know what's coming and we don't know what's coming as humans you know, that just says, hey, we need to prepare for anything. And preparing for anything is obviously having, you know, ready cash, is actually having money in the bank. And it's, you know, it's when we know that, oh, I'm getting paid $10,000 tomorrow, like you're much more willing to spend a couple thousand dollars today when you know you're getting paid $10,000 tomorrow. Well, none of us know right now when anybody's getting paid for anything again, and let alone all the people, you know, the 3.3 million people that just filed for unemployment last week, you know, which by the way, the, the previous high on that Fire Nation was like 690,000. So we're talking like a 
X higher than ever in the absolute history of being able to file for unemployment. And that was just in one week. And, and, and that's with mm-hmm. a lot of computers, by the way, that broke down midway. So they didn't even be, they weren't <laughs> even able to, uh, you know, completely share those numbers. I mean, it is a different time that we live in. So what are some ways that we can really stand out right now, Chala? Yeah, that's, that's the big one. So I like to call it super niching. I mean, I was a huge proponent and that's what I taught even before this. But now standing out amongst the millions of free and cheap offers, you're going to have to really carve out a space for yourself. So I, here's an example um, where we helped an IT support company super niche into, and this is so timely because we did this just before uh, Christmas, into something called on hold rescue hmm. for healthcare call centers where they reduce the wait times. Oh. So they, it was just imagine just a generic IT support company and you know they couldn't stand out and they were like, well, we can't get new business, Chala, and that's what we did. So that was like one example. Another example is imagine a generic marketing strategy company and we super niche them into helping food manufacturers get get listed and stay listed in grocery stores because all these mom and pop, you know, soups and cookies and all these small little guys, they have a huge issue getting onto supermarkets and retail stores. They have to first get listed. And then when they don't get pulled off the shelf and people aren't buying them, they get delisted really fast. Mm. So that's what we super niched that marketing strategy company because obviously they had done so many things in the past but when we researched it that was the biggest need um i'll give you another example a wealth advisor i find wealth advisors the most crowded less differentiated one of those professions where it's really really tough to stand out so we super niche this woman into uh, helping divorcing women maintain their lifestyle after the divorce because apparently when we did the research it turned out that that's the number one problem for divorcing women is they're really afraid of losing their lifestyle so that i mean those are some of the examples i'll give you one last one sure a leadership coach super niched into a decision-making coach for manufacturing firms. Mm. Because when we niched her into, when we did the research, um, manufacturing companies, have you ever worked in manufacturing? I don't think so. You I never have. Teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so imagine like small ones, like 300 people and less. The number one problem is what happens when the managers delay decisions because they aren't capable or don't have the authority to make decisions while they're losing so much money because the lines slow down. So that's what we, we turned out. It turned out that there was like a $1.4 billion huh. <laughs> worth of a problem in decision. One decision was uh, cost that much money in the manufacturing sector. So that's what she super niched in. And all these people were able to increase their business like twofold, threefold really quickly because everything changed for them once they super niched. Okay, Fire Nation. Those are some great examples. I'm actually going to give another one that's you know cool. is is pretty specific here. Um, it's a little bit different, but I think it's something that I really want people to be thinking about because I was really impressed when I saw this happening. And you know what's happening right now in this world? Well, obviously social distancing, so nobody's going out, nobody's going into restaurants to sit down and to eat. So a lot of restaurants are either closing their doors or just really niching into you know just um, pickup or delivery for obvious reasons because it's mandated 
et cetera. But one restaurant I saw do something, you know, where a lot of restaurants are closing the doors and they're just like, you know, we'll reopen, we'll let you know when. This restaurant who has, you know, a lot of patrons who like specific food that this restaurant makes, they said, you know what? We're going to teach you online cooking classes, how to make our favorite dishes that we know that you love. And so they stepped back. Yeah. And they got on like a zoom call and they just like (laughs) streamed out to whoever wanted to join, you know, Hey, we're going to teach you how we cook these actual foods. So even though we know you're stuck at home, if you can get these ingredients, then you can learn how to cook and make these dishes that you love from us. And then what's that going to do? Like when everything renormalizes and gets, gets back together, people are going to think back and says, and say like, who is there for us during those tough times? And like that, that restaurant is going to have a line out the door because people are going to be like so thankful and grateful that they were there for them during those times of need. And Fire Nation, we have so much cool stuff coming up. We're going to talk about you know how we can tell if a business actually does have a good niche. Uh, something pretty cool that's going to happen is Chala is actually going to polish. <laughs> my pitch live, which is pretty cool. So we'll be walking through that and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. During this time of change, we want you to know that Zip Recruiter's focus hasn't changed. They're still doing what they've always done, helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. If you're looking for a job, ZipRecruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. They are dedicated to helping you get hired from caretaking to delivering food and goods to building medical facilities, supplying protective equipment, and so much more. In fact, ZipRecruiter's app will send you up-to-date job openings so you can be one of the first to apply. And if you're actively hiring, ZipRecruiter will invite candidates to apply to your most urgent roles, making it faster and easier to reach the people you need. By connecting people who need jobs and companies that need people, ZipRecruiter is working with all of us so we can keep moving forward. Let's work together. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. Klaviyo gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages, and more. Way, way more. And that's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Living Proof use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. Plus, it is free to get started. Just visit klaviyo.com slash fire to create your free account today. That's KL. L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash fire. Clavio dot com slash fire. So Chala, we're back. And before the break, we're talking about the fact that we're going to share right now how we can tell if a business actually has a good niche. So break that down for us. How can Fire Nation know if they do or if businesses that they're looking at and studying actually have good niches? Well, first of all, I love the way you say niche because in <laughs> Canada, we call it a niche. <laughs> but I, because I work a lot in the States, um, I've, I use it, you, 
I try to use the word niche like you're using it, but then people misunderstand and think like I'm a knitting coach. <laughs> so they try to ask me about knitting. It's hilarious. Like I, it's anyway, so I, I'm ambivalent about the word. But yeah, so the way that I can tell right away if a business has a good niche, niche is from hearing their elevator pitch when they introduce themselves. And uh, God knows I go to a lot, uh, well, I used to go to a lot of uh, huge conferences where I meet, it's like orgy of prospects where small businesses are introducing themselves to each other, like left, right, and center and procurement conferences where one uh, person from a corporation sits at the table and then there's 10 vendors Mm. and they all have a minute each to do their elevator pitch. And I would sit there and I would just like, do you do anything really well that you witness somebody doing really badly? Like, has that ever happened? It's happened from time to time. And, you know, my first, my first thought is just like, how can I help this person? Because, you know, they're stumbling, they're bumbling, they're struggling. And I just know that, hey, if I can just take them, and sometimes it's just a little tweak. It's just a little pivot. And you're just kind of like opening up this whole new world for them. And you're just like, oh, I just need to, you know, fix that squeaky wheel. That's how it started. That's how it all started. I never set out to be an elevator pitch coach, never set out to have a podcast about elevator pitches and how I, you know, go and fix out people's elevator pitches, but it grew into this super niche for me. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) So then I would stand at these conferences on the stage and I would be fixing people's uh, niches and, and their pitches while they would be like, in front of me in the whole audience. So they'd come up to a Q&A mic and I would go one after the other after the other. And so that's what we're going to do today. But before that, let me give you some examples. Well, first off, that's exactly the why you have to say niche and not niche because it's so much cooler to say niches, <laughs> niches and pitches, niches and pitches. It just works so much better. It rhymes. It flows off the tongue. Niches and pitches. <laughs> well, I, see, I never put those two together, but thank you. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what I do. I open the yeah. door for things like this. So you've got some great examples for us. Chala, take it away. Okay, so here's what um, a client's uh, elevator pitch was before we met. They said, we're an ad agency who does strategy and design. That's how they would introduce themselves. And then once we did the work to figure out what their true super niche was, and and by the way, you know, I worked for companies like Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Frito-Lay for 20 years. Ooh. And that was my job, right? I had We had new products we launched every year, and it was my job to figure out what is their positioning, what is their target, who's their target, you know, what's the price point? What's the messaging? And so now, like, and we used to do like millions of dollars worth of research to figure all that out. If I went to my boss and said, I think I'm just going to throw spaghetti at the wall and guess at the strategy, I would have been fired in a day. But when I left corporate and I went into the small business world, I don't know what it was like for you, but everybody's guessing, John. Guessing. That's the word. Yeah. And so, I thought, okay, how can I put together all the things that I've learned at these giant corporations? And I put it into a a research that was strategic, systematic, and foolproof that, you know, my clients can do for free on their own. I mean, they have to pay me to teach them how to do it, but then they can do it for free. So that's when all of this, um, the niches emerge. I'm never, ever, ever going to tell a client that they need to be this niche or that niche the market tells us. So that's the beauty of this. The market is never wrong. And especially now when you ask the market, because, you know, some of my students are figuring out their niche during the pandemic. 
And we're definitely speaking to the immediate needs of crisis management, survival, and recovery. So those are very different niches that they're going to have maybe two, three years from now. So give us another example or two because, you know, yeah. I need a little heads up so I can kind of secretly be perfecting my pitch in <laughs> the background. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Okay. So remember the ad agency who does strategy and design? Well, after the, the um, research, we figured out that their niche needed to be and their pitch needed to be, we help get leads online for food service manufacturers 10 times faster than your sales staff. Whoa. So that imagine the difference those two had. So let me give you another one. We're a translation company who works with governments and agencies and all industries. Literally, this was the pitch Gross. that my client had. So then changed it to, uh, you know, we changed it to after working together. Do you know when marketing agencies need fast translation of other languages such as Punjabi or Cantonese. Well, we translated in a week rather than a month like everybody else. Ooh, ooh. So that and so they became known as the fastest translators of other languages. You see that was the super niche. All right, one more. Are you are you like getting nervous for your own? Oh, super nervous cuz my kid <laughs> oh, go for it. Let's hear it. Okay. So this client used to say we're a pre-employment screening company and we do background and criminal checks. I mean you would think that that's fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> you would think that's fine. I didn't think that was so fine. <laughs> so that's, this is what I did. Uh, this is how we polished it. Did you know that two out of three candidates are lost due to the long lead time it takes to check the background? Oof. Well, thanks to our quick track process, we're 30% faster than everybody else. And that's that's how they would get the business while they're Boom. sitting around. Yeah. So the, do you see like there's a, a, a little bit of a difference there? Yes. And I kind of feel like I can see what my pitch is missing. And I'll be curious to kind of see how you polish this up. Okay. Are you ready? Um, fine. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> here we go. I allow successful entrepreneurs to share their genius with the world. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff I love about that, but I'm going to... Turn it around a little bit to be uh, uh, more pain-based because 70% of human beings uh, purchase on pain. So what is the expensive problem that you solve? Bringing solutions to my listeners' problems. And if you could get more specific about the problem, what kind of problems? Like what is the most common problem that they have in common? Their lack of knowledge on specific topics. Okay. And what is that causing for them? Loss of revenue, loss of business growth, loss of opportunity. Okay. So I would love it if you were to pick uh, one of them. So it would be either, you know, revenue, business growth, opportunity. I say revenue. Let's pick revenue. Okay. All right. So then once we're really specific about the revenue and you could link the lack of knowledge to the, the lack of revenue, that's what I would, and, and even better is if you could have some sort of statistic around it and start with, I help the 75% of uh, entrepreneurs who are m missing revenue due to lack of knowledge, turn that around or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Cause that's where I knew I was missing when I was hearing you go through the couple of examples is I wasn't bringing up like a real pain points and I wasn't yeah. really bringing up like what was the big benefit, you know, for Fire Nations in a sense? Like I was just kind of 
only kind of talking about what I do for my guests like you, is that I help you share your genius with the world, which is true because you're a genius on this topic. I just interviewed some, you know, a person that was a genius on Instagram and a person that was in, a genius on e-commerce and a person that was a genius on, you know, fill in the blank and I helped them share their message with the world because I have a large audience. But, you know, for all the listeners, like, where's the draw in there? Yeah. And so that's a very good point that you're bringing up because who is your pitch for? Who pays your bills, right? Yeah. So that, that like, who's your check signer? So then you would have to, because you could potentially have a different pitch for different audiences, right. right? Because you, they have different pain. So, but for you, your check signer is like, your Fire sponsors yeah. right exactly so it's my audience because the bigger my audience the more yeah. sponsors want to sponsor my right. show and the bigger exactly. the sponsorship checks are so it all starts core number one with the listeners because if there's no listeners there'd be nothing else that's right and if you have do you have any surveys of them or do you have you ever had a sense of like numerically what like listeners have a 10 times higher revenue than non-listeners kind of thing so that would have to be a survey that, you know, now I'm yeah. interested in putting out to my audience because it'd be great information to have. Do you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be yeah, a dream? Yeah, totally. That would be a dream. And that's that, that could be your door opener. And boy, if I heard that, you wouldn't have to convince me to listen to you. Mm, right? I love that. Well, <laughs> let's kind of keep moving on because I really do want to end with a bang here. And, you know, you have a lot of knowledge that you share so far. You've given some great examples, which I personally love, like real specific examples in different industries and niches and verticals, et cetera. What of everything that you've shared so far is one key takeaway that you really want to make sure Fire Nation gets from our entire chat today? The number one way to differentiate in the pandemic or after or before or without a pandemic is to super niche to super niche. So Fire Nation, one thing that I love when specific guests do this, and Chala is one of those, is she is making an offer to you right now that's going to be very bandwidth heavy for her. She is going to allow you to actually book a call and get a free copy of her book, gentle marketing. So tell us all about this opportunity you have for us. I mean, again, I just love when this happens because this is such real, specific, tangible value for Fire Nation. They're going to be able to book a call, get a free copy of your book, Gentle Marketing. So break down this opportunity and where Fire Nation can go to get access. So I love to make this offer because yours is a completely new audience oh, to cool. me. I'm, I'm usually standing on stages, right? And you are one of the biggest virtual stages I've had True. access to. And I'm thrilled. I, like This is a new uh, venue for me. So, And what I normally offer on the stage as well is th that you can have a 30-minute consultation with me to figure out, first of all, uh, what your super niche could be and give me an opportunity to help you polish your niche. And if you need further help than that, then I can point you to other resources. And then at the same time, anybody who books a call with me also gets a chance to get a free copy of my book download of Gentle Marketing. Because I'm Canadian, you see, like we're gentle. <laughs> and where do we go to get this? So you go to repositioner.com, which is my website, slash fire. 
repositioner.com slash fire. And Fire Nation, let's get out here and take advantage of this amazing opportunity. You see, you saw what in a very short period of time Charles was able to do with my weak pitch and really turn that around, <laughs> give me a lot of food for thought, and now know, hey, number one, I'm going to be able to polish that puppy up. But number two, I'm actually going to have two. For If I'm talking to potential guests, I'll have one thing. But if I'm talking to potential listeners, I'm going to have another you know thing that I say. And that's so key. And it's so important to really have that thing that draws people in and go through that process. And guess what? You get to do what I'm doing with Chala right now. You get to book a call and actually have this conversation. So if you're not doing these type of things, Fire Nation, please check your pulse because you're spending time to listen to interviews like this and get all this great information, but you're not taking the next step to actually improve your business in your life with people who are best in show, best in the industry. Like literally, like this is the type of opportunities I need you to take advantage of because I want you to have the roaring success in the roaring 20s that I know that you all are capable of doing. So visit repositioner.com slash fire. And Fire Nation, you know that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with CD and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just type Chala, C-H-A-L-A in the search bar. The show notes page will pop up with everything we talked about today, but of course, your direct call to action, repositioner.com slash fire. Chala, thank you so much for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's chat was brought to you by Chala. And if you've had your big idea, then you'd already be ready to ignite. And if you haven't, well, then I have something for you because it's awesome. It's free and it's less than 60 minutes. It will get you to your big idea, Fire Nation, in one hour or less. Visit yourbigidea.io and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flippity flip side. Fire Nation, this episode is brought to you in part by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com slash fire to create your free account.